Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for Tuesday of the first week of Advent. The topic is the Messiah, Prince of Peace. Part 1. Peace, a gift of God. It is lost through sin, pride, and insincerity. Peace is one of the great goods constantly implored from God in the Old Testament. It is this gift that is promised to the people of Israel as a reward for their fidelity, and it is seen as a work of God from which flow uncountable benefits. But real peace came to the world only with the coming of the Messiah. That is why at the Nativity of our Lord the angels proclaim it, singing, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to men of good will. Advent and Christmas are especially opportune times for the growth of peace in our hearts. They are also times to pray for peace in this world, torn as it is by conflict and widespread dissension. Behold, the Lord is coming in power to bring peace to His people and give them eternal life. Isaiah reminds us in the first reading of the Mass that in the Messianic area, the wolf shall live peacefully with the lamb, and the leopard lie down with the kid, and the calf and the lion and the beast of the field dwell together. With the Messiah's coming, the peace and harmony the world knew at the beginning of creation are restored, and a new order is inaugurated. The Lord is the Prince of Peace, and from the very moment of His birth, He brings us a message of peace and joy, the only true peace and the only real joy, which later He will sow wherever He goes. Peace be with you. It is I. Do not be afraid. The presence of Christ in our lives is always the source of a calm and indestructible peace, It is I. Do not be afraid, he tells us. The teaching of our Lord constitutes the good news of peace. And this same peace is also the treasure he has passed on to his disciples in every age. Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives it, do I give it to you. The Second Vatican Council tells us, Earthly peace, which comes from love of our fellow man, is a type and a result of the peace of Christ issuing from God the Father. The incarnate Son himself, the Prince of Peace, reconciled all men to God through his cross. In his own flesh he killed hatred, and after he had risen he poured out the spirit of charity into the hearts of men. The peace of God completely transcends an earthly peace, which can so easily be superficial and unreal, stemming often from selfishness, and not at all incompatible with injustice. Christ is our peace and our joy. Sin, on the other hand, sows nothing but loneliness, anxiety, and sadness in the soul. Christian peace 
so necessary for apostolate and good fellowship is the product of interior order, of a consciousness of our own failings and virtues, of unfailing respect for others, and a complete confidence in God, who we know will never abandon us. It is the consequence of humility, of awareness of our divine filiation, and of the struggle against our own passions, which tend always towards disorder and disruption. We lose our peace through sin, through pride, and by not being sincere with ourselves and with God. Peace can also be lost through impatience, when we are unable to see the providential hand of God in times of difficulty and contradiction. The sincere confession of our sins is one of the main ways God has given us to recover the peace that has been lost through sin or by the failure to correspond with His grace. St. John Paul II tells us, Peace with God the result of justification and the rejection of sin, peace with our fellow men, the fruit of love dispersed by the Holy Spirit, peace with ourselves, the peace of conscience proceeding from victory over our passions and over evil. The recovery of peace, if it has been lost, is one of the best signs of love for those around us, and its acquisition is also the first task in preparing our hearts for the coming of the infant Christ. Part 2. True peace gives joy and serenity to those who lack them. In the beatitude in which he proclaims the gift of peace, St. John Chrysostom has this to say, Our Lord is not merely seeking to do away with all kinds of controversy and enmity between men. He is asking more of us, that we try to bring peace, no less, to those who hate us. The Christian is a man open to peace, and his presence should spread tranquility and happiness around him. But we are talking about real peace not about those false states that are substitutes for it. Blessed are we when we know how to bring peace to the afflicted, when we serve as instruments of unity in our families, among our workmates, and in all those we meet in the course of our daily lives. To put this vitally important commitment into practice, we have to be very humble and conciliatory, for, as we hear in the book of Proverbs, pride does nothing but cause dissension. The man who carries peace in his heart knows how to communicate it almost unthinkingly, and others look to him for support and for peace of mind. It is an enormous help in the apostolate. We Christians have to spread the interior peace we have in our hearts wherever we find ourselves. Our Lord blesses in a special way those who pray for peace among nations and work, with a right intention to obtain it. Above all, He blesses those who offer prayer and sacrifice in order to reconcile men with God. This is the first task in any kind of apostolic activity. 
the apostolate of confession, which moves us to bring our friends to this sacrament, must deserve a special reward in heaven, for it is surely the best source of peace and joy there is in the world. Again from St. John Paul II. Those confessionals scattered about the world, where men declare their sins, do not speak of the severity of God, but rather do they speak of His mercy. And all those who approach the confessional, sometimes after many years, weighed down with mortal sins, in the moment of getting rid of this intolerable burden, find at last a longed-for relief." They find joy and tranquility of conscience, which outside confession they will never be able to find anywhere. Those who have the peace of God and pass it to those around them will be called the children of God. St. John Chrysostom explains why. Truly, it has been the work of the only begotten one to unite those who were apart and to reconcile those who were at war with one another. Within our own family, at our place of work, and among our friends, cannot we too, in this time of Advent, impart a deeper sense of union with God among those around us, and a still more loving and joyful fellowship? Part 3. Divine Filiation, the Foundation of Our Peace and of Our Joy. Again from St. John Paul II. When a man forgets his eternal destiny, and when the horizons of his life are limited by his earthly existence, he is content with a fictitious peace, with a mere outward appearance of tranquility. All he asks is the illusory security of attaining the greatest possible material well-being with the least effort. In this way, he builds an imperfect and unstable peace, since it is not rooted in the dignity of the human person, a person made in the image and likeness of God and called to his divine sonship. We must never be content with these substitutes for peace, for their fruit produces the most bitter disillusionment. Jesus Christ emphasized this when he said to his disciples shortly before his ascension into heaven, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. There are thus two kinds of peace, that which men can make for themselves alone, and that which is the gift of God, that which is imposed by force of arms, and that which is born in the heart. The former is fragile and insecure. It can be called a mere appearance of peace, for it is founded on fear and mistrust. The latter, on the contrary, is a strong and durable peace, and being founded on justice and love, it permeates the heart. It is a gift God gives to those who love His law. If we are men and women with true peace in our hearts, we will be better able to live like children of God and will the better be able to live brotherhood with our fellow men. Also, insofar as we realize that we are children of God, we will be men and women with lasting peace. Divine filiation is the foundation of the Christian's peace and joy. 
In it, we find the security we need, a fatherly warmth and trust for the future. We live in the assurance that behind all the disappointments of life, there is a good reason. In everything, God works for good with those who love Him, says St. Paul to the first Christians in Rome. Considering our divine filiation will help us to be strong in the face of difficulties. In the words of St. Jose Maria Escrivá, Do not be frightened, do not fear any harm, even though the circumstances in which you work are terrible. God's hand is as powerful as ever, and if necessary, He will work miracles. We are well protected. Let us try then, in these days of Advent, to foster peace and joy, overcoming every obstacle. Let us learn to find God in everything, even in the most difficult situations. From Blessed John Henry Newman Seek His face, whoever dwells in real and bodily presence in His church. Do at least as much as the disciples did. They had but little faith. They feared, they had no great confidence or peace, but at least they did not keep away from Christ. Do not keep from Him, but when you are in trouble, come to Him day by day, asking Him earnestly and perseveringly for those favors which He alone can give. So though He discerns much infirmity in you, which ought not to be there, yet He will deign to rebuke the winds and the sea, and say, Peace, be still, and there will be a great calm. Mary, who is Queen of Peace, will help us to have peace in our hearts, to recover it if we have lost it, and pass it on to those around us. Since the Feast of the Immaculate Conception is fast approaching, we will do all we can to turn to her all day long, keeping her closer to us in our work and offering her some special token of our affection. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name and is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.